Matt Moscona. I'm very important. After further review. Say one more time. After further review with Matt Moscona. And here we go. Live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge Studios. Number three, off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. It's AFR, presented by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinics of Louisiana. I'm Matt. This is Shaq O'Neal, and I hate Matt. Paul O'Neill. They're chanting Paul O'Neill's name. Alundra Villarreal. And Mr. Toby Tom Blake. We're here. Glad you are as well. Get out there and make it a good one. LSU baseball commit Stephen Milam in 15 minutes from right now. In less than a week, uh, in a matter of days, we will be in Nashville at SEC Football Media Days. And for the first time, we will be introduced to Zach Arnett as the head coach of Mississippi State Bulldogs. And we will be reintroduced to Hugh Freeze, the head coach of of the Auburn Tigers. Uh, We have been at SEC Football Media Days before with Hugh Freeze when he was the coach of the Ole Miss Rebels. And, of course, just uh, a short time after we were at Media Days with with Hugh Freeze is when we learned of the scandal there at at Ole Miss and he he lost his job. Um, The A year ago, uh, Mike Leach was at SEC Media Days, and this will be a a stark reminder that, that he's not with us after... He tragically died in this offseason. But we'll get introduced to Zach Arnett. Um, Every year, there are new coaches at Media Days. A year ago, Brian Kelly was a new coach at SEC Football Media Days. And that's always one of the big storylines that people look for, um, aside from the obvious ones. Who's going to win the East? Who's going to win the West? Is there a favorite for the the championship? Nick Saban being there is always a a circus coming to town. But the new coaches, it's just always interesting to see how different coaches approach media days. So I will be interested to see how Hugh Freeze approaches coming back into the SEC and also Zach Arnett, a first-time head coach and really inheriting a very tough situation after a very popular coach uh, very suddenly and tragically died. Um, There's always the question, though, about whose uh, SEC media days will be their last SEC uh, media days. Because... If you're going to have a new coach every year, that means for somebody it is their last time at Media Days. Um, Every year CBS does their coaches' hot seat rankings. And so they have a scale of of one to five. And the scale is um, if, if you're a zero, you're untouchable. Like Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart are all a zero on the scale. There's only 15 coaches in all of college football, by the way, who are a zero. Uh, a one, you're safe and secure. Two, all good for now. Three, pressure mounting. This is kind of how they they play out the scale, or they spell out the scale. If you're a four, it's start improving now. And a five is win or be fired. Now, there's only three coaches in college football this year, according to CBS, that are in, in that category. And uh, to be very clear, it's not anybody that anybody would really pay tremendous attention to um, in that respect like 
Tom Allen at Indiana is a five, like win or be fired. Um, Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico is a five, a win or or be fired. The only other five on the list, um, according to CBS in that category, is uh, Neil Brown at West Virginia. So um, naturally, you take a peek at the SEC rankings, and it's a lot of what you'd expect. Uh, Nick, Kirby, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, Nick, Kirby, Brian Kelly, all at zero. Sam Pittman's at a one on the list. He's a few freeze in his first years at a one. Shane Beamer is super popular in South Carolina. Uh, he's at a one. Josh Heupel coming off of the best season Tennessee's had in two decades. He's a one. Billy Napier a two. I would have thought maybe a little hotter seat for Napier considering how bad the first year went and how bad this year is projected to go. Mark Stoops also at a two, as is Zach Arnett, first-year coach. Lane Kiffin at a two. Uh, Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. It starts to get interesting at this point because Eli Drinkwitz, they have at a three. And then Jimbo a four. So the the two that you might say be on the lookout again are are Drink, who's a three on the list, which is pressure is mounting, and Jimbo at a four, which is start improving now. Uh first of all, for Eli Drinkwitz, um he just hasn't done enough at Missouri. And I don't know that this season is really going to help him in any way. He was the coach at App State for a year. They went 12-1. and one, And he jumped from App State after one season to Missouri. And he went 5-5 five and five in the COVID year. Then, then back-to-back 6-7 and seven seasons. So he's 17-19. and 19. They've just made no progress there in his three seasons at Missouri. And they're, they're not recruiting well enough to win or to think that they have any, any possibility of doing so. So if if in year four, Drinkwitz is hovering around 500 again and hasn't made any progress, you would assume, I would assume, that he's he is a candidate very likely to be fired after next season. They're, they're not going to allow Eli Drinkwitz you know, any rope that they weren't willing to allow Barry Odom after Gary Pinkle retired. So yes, I do think this is probably it for Eli Drinkwitz because I don't think that, that team is going to be any good this year with Brady Cook at quarterback. I just don't think they're going to be any good at all. Jimbo is the other one that everyone is obviously going to keep an eye on because he's got the high-profile job. He got the $100 million contract whenever, or excuse me, the $75 million contract, the 10-year $75 million contract. There was so much hullabaloo, and every year there's always expectations, and they've recruited exceptionally well. It just hasn't translated to the field. And, you know, the the Texas 8-4 and four jokes are, are funny and appropriate, but last year they weren't 8-4. and four, They were 5-7. and seven. And maybe you could say beating LSU at the end of the season gave him some wiggle, but not where the expectations are what they are on College Station. And this very well could and I think will be it for Jimbo Fisher because I just don't see the answer there at quarterback with Connor Wegman and not against the SEC West. So I do think this is going to be Jimbo's last season in College Station. I don't think he survives it. Um, so yeah, yeah, a year ago, it was the final SEC media days for Mike Leach and Brian Harson, And I think this year it's... Jimbo and Drink, who are the two that are going to their last SEC media days. You know, I um, it was interesting because T. Bob and I last night were doing scone and tea, and someone asked a um, asked a question which many have asked, which is, you know, what's your record prediction for for LSU this year? And I, I haven't given it yet because I've. You know, I kind of usually wait until later in the in the in the off season. We get closer to the season before I, I'm willing to make that type of prediction. But you know, I, I'm I just blurted out eleven and one, and I'm I mean I know 
the Vegas odds have LSU over under nine and a half, thinking you're probably looking at a nine and three, ten and two type season. I I don't believe that. I think I think LSU's eleven and one. I think they're going to beat Florida State, and I, the only game they'll be an underdog in is when they go to Tuscaloosa, and I think they can win that game. And so I think they either lose that game at Alabama, or they stub their toe somewhere along the line in a game that they probably shouldn't lose, like we saw last year against Texas A and M in, in College Station. So you know when I look at that and we start to look at you know, the SEC as a whole this year and, you know, the possibility of, of getting potentially multiple teams in a playoff. If How does LSU get there? Like, if they do lose to Florida State, well, you have no no leeway after that. You leave yourself no margin for error if you lose uh, that first game. Um, if you lose to Bama, could you be 11-1 and with a close road loss to Bama and still get in the playoff? Sure, you can. We've seen it before without going to the SEC championship game. Bama's done that before. Georgia's done that. So, yes, I, I do believe that there's a possibility that, that that could happen, that you could not win the league and still make it because we've seen that happen already. But, you know, for this LSU team, you know, I think their emergence is um, alongside, uh, you know, in a year where quarterback play is going to be down and in, in an SEC West, which is still a bear, that's where I think A&M is probably going to fire Jimbo because they're going to look across the field at at LSU emerging again under Brian Kelly quickly. Texas coming into the league next year and Jimbo floundering and and I I don't I don't think Jimbo Fisher survives that. I don't think he survive like you need to look at the schedule. They play New Mexico then they're at Miami which is a winnable game, but they could certainly lose that as well. They're home against ULM which they should win and then you know, they play Auburn at home, which I, I think is a game that they could and should win, but they're they're rotating cross-divisional this year as a road game to Tennessee, which I, they're not going to be favored in that. And, of course, they've got their, uh, their permanent non-conference with South Carolina coming to College Station, but they get, it, they get Bama at home, but you still got to play Bama. They got to go to Baton Rouge. I mean, I, there's at least four losses on this schedule for A&M. And if you lose four games, I, I don't know how Jimbo, with the Texas 8-4 and four jokes, survives that. After what after you know five and seven seasons, so um, we're going to see two new coaches this year at Media Days with Arnett and Freeze, and next year I think Missouri and Texas A and M will both be bringing new coaches along with whoever Texas and and Oklahoma are bringing as well. All right, it's after further review. Let me knock on a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Stephen Milam, one of the. Uh, one of the gems of this uh, LSU baseball recruiting class, a middle infielder who uh, joins a, a position that's growing pretty crowded. We'll talk to him when we come back on AFR. AFR. Love telling you about Clegg's Nursery with four locations in the greater Baton Rouge area. Weekend almost upon us. Uh, we're having Drew's birthday party at the house on Saturday. And, boy, Clegg's is always a stop for us before we uh, we have Drew's birthday. Erica treats Drew's birthday like it's a, a federal holiday. And in our house, it kind of is. But seriously, I mean, if you saw our house, the decorations that she hand makes are bonkers. But, of course, there's an indoor-outdoor flow to the party, so we always have the flower beds, the patio pots. Uh, there's fresh mulch. There's uh, beautiful flowers to, that pop a color by the pool and in our outdoor spaces on the, the countertops and everywhere. Whatever you're looking for, Clegg's has it. And look, if you're trying to get rid of pests as well, ant piles or mosquitoes or wasps or anything in between, Clegg's can help you there as well. Remember, they're partnered with True Value Hardware Store. So anything you'd find at a True Value hardware store, 
you'll also find at Clegg's Nursery. So like we say every single day, for more than 60 years, Clegg's Nursery has been supporting Baton Rouge. So buy local, shop local. Be sure to tell them Matt sent you in to Clegg's Nursery. After further review with Matt Muscona, presented by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinics of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, and online at theantiagingclinics.com. All right, glad you're rolling along with us here on a Friday, excuse me, Thursday edition of AFR, Jump the Gun. I kind of wish it was Friday, but excited to talk to this guy, Stephen Milam, a member of LSU's 2023 baseball signing class who saw the draft come and go and his opportunity now. Uh, awaits in Baton Rouge. Good to join us for a couple of minutes. Steven, thanks, man. How are you? Of course, man. Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Hey, um, three days of the draft. I, 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 we all know how this goes, man. Your phone rings. You probably have a number. Teams make an offer, whatever. How realistic was uh, was a draft option for you over those three days? Um, I don't know. I feel like it was like a 50-50 shot that I was going to sign. Um I really wanted to go to school and you know, experience college and be coached by Jay Johnson and everybody. So my mind was set on that, so they'd have to buy me out of that. Yeah. Hey, what is what is Jay Johnson's pitch like? That is is appears to be anyway, Stephen. Like so compelling because I, like I've talked to Jay about this, and it's not just LSU because this is a guy who had a number one signing class at San Diego. Got Chris Bryant to San Diego. So what is it about Jay that's so compelling as a recruiter? The numbers he puts out, the shortstops, the middle infielders he brings to the league. Um, I got Chris Bryant to the league. Um, who else did he get? He got uh, like Santana from Arizona. Yeah. Austin Wells. I mean, then he just got like and drafted, obviously, but that was just an area. But yeah, it definitely helped a lot of a lot of players. And I mean, we can't lie to those numbers. Yeah, man. Um. You know, I know um, you're from New Mexico, and I, I don't want to just sort of generalize, but I, I mean, are, are you do you know, familiar with, have you spoken with, with Alex Bregman? I mean, there, there is that connection being New Mexico guys who come to LSU. Yeah, I, I talked to him before the dra- or, or middle of the draft, actually, the second day. Uh, I called him and uh, told him my dilemma and everything and uh, what I was involved in um, with the draft and everything, and I asked him for some advice, and um, I decided to go to school. Yeah, yeah help me out, help me obviously. Yeah, man. Um, you you said shortstop. What what is your best position there on the middle infield? Uh, I would say shortstop. Have you ever played second or third? Yeah, I play all three, um, but I feel like I'm better at short. Um, you know, a lot of people have been saying I might get into second, but um, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. It, so if um, you, know, you kind of just alluded, but there's there is you know Gavin Gidry's here and you're coming in and Ben Napolt is coming back and they brought in Michael Braswell from South Carolina so there's it's crowded there in the middle infield how, how does that uh how does that sound going into into fall and competing for jobs there on the infield that was good I've never ran for competition so um I hope I've had a fight for a spot and it's just the same thing gonna be here yeah. gotta earn it Stephen Milam's with us. Uh, LSU, a baseball commitment will be here in the fall. Why, uh, if you go back to it, I mean, you just mentioned sort of Jay's pitch, but what was it about LSU? Why did you pick LSU? So I was hitting, I've been hitting my hitting coach for, I was like seven, eight years old. He always told me to look at LSU, best baseball school and everything. So I did. And then um, I watched Bregman look at team and play in the World Series and uh, fans went crazy. 
<laughs> and I was like, that's where, that's where I want to go. So, uh, Nolan Kane actually recruited me, and I was committed to Benary. Mm. And then uh, I had to tell Jay Johnson, no, there was on, and he was a little hurt about that. But um, we, uh, we all got through it now, and everything worked out. Stephen Milam's with us here for a couple of more minutes. Uh, what about this signing class as a whole? A lot of times in football, signing classes can be can get like really close and connected and, and recruit the class as well. Is this signing class kind of a, a close knit? Like, do you have a relationship with the guys yet? Yeah, we're really close. Um, my roommates are Keith Anderson and Jake Brown, and we're super close. I play with uh, all these guys coming up and everything, so I mean, I really seem to get new Cam, Cade, Dave, Ashley, and everybody to campus this year. You know, we got the help of Tommy White and all the other guys coming back, so I feel like we're going to make another run this year. Yeah. Um, last thing for you, I, obviously you've, you've been to Baton Rouge before. I don't think you'd commit and sign it if you hadn't come to campus, but what were your impressions coming coming on the campus, maybe seeing the box and all the, the facilities in the campus? Yeah, it's crazy. I've never actually seen a baseball game at the box. I saw the Alabama football game, and uh, <laughs> Blake Mitchell rushed the field and only won, but I mean, that's the craziest experience I've ever had. So you and Bla- so Blake Mitchell, of course, went eighth overall to Kansas City, so he won't be here, but so you brought, you rushed the field. Did you did you take any any grass? Did you get any souvenirs or anything? Yeah, we got a couple of shirts and stuff, and then we got all the videos and like something crazy and everything. But no, nah, that was one of the best experiences of my life. <laughs> That's pretty. You're not going to see an and a hundred thousand people storming the field like that probably at a at a New Mexico football game. So it t- take that while you can get it, man. That's pretty cool. Great day for everybody. Hey, man, we're looking forward to seeing you on campus. Uh, best of luck to you. Congrats on your decision, man. We'll, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's our pleasure. That is uh, Stephen Milam. He's, um, you know, when you look at this class and how it's kind of piecing together, he said he's not as afraid of competition. Um, this is a guy who, you know, in the perfect game rankings, uh, is the number one player in New Mexico, number one shortstop, obviously, in New Mexico, number 119 overall in the country among high school players, uh, the 32nd best shortstop in the country. And, you know, this is... It's an elite level prospect, man. He wouldn't go into numbers um, of you know what he was offered. A little, little bit of a um, more prototypical middle infielder, not the big body guy like Gidry, who's six one, you know, Braswell, who's a tall, long rangey guy. But you know, five eight, one sixty five is where he's listed. And um, but the competition component here, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, especially with the Luke Hill news today. Um, I, I, I'm going to continue to give you a thought there. Quick reminder about Michelle. Michelle weighing and measurement. Michelle.com, Michelle.com. Of course, with uh, more than 31 different offices across 11 different states, I tell you all the time, the best resource that Michelle has is their website. So and if you work in any type of business, most notably, of course, in, in this area, in South Louisiana, with all of the different chemical plants all over South Louisiana, Michelle, he's just per, a, a perfect fit. All the different services that they offer, all the different tools that you use, um, installations, calibrations, repairs, preventative maintenance for scales, for measurement equipment. You can request a quote. You can ship your equipment to Michelle. Go to the website at michelle.com, michelle.com. Uh, they're experts service your measurement tool and equipments of all different makes and models. You can learn more about calibration and all their weighing systems, all the inspections and certificates, their track system that I tell you all the time, 24-7, 365 access to all of your, your uh, 
calibration certificates. It's Michelle Weighing and Measurement. Michelle.com. That's Michelle.com. So uh, if you missed the news earlier today, um, Luke Hill jumped in the transport. Luke Hill was with us at the start of hour number two. So if you missed it, would highly recommend go back, check it on demand, favorite podcast app, just search after further review. Or of course, you can go on the YouTube channel, just right there at the start of hour two, you'll you'll see the uh, the Luke Hill interview. But just the very quick Cliff's Notes version, Luke Hill is a kid who went to Episcopal here in Baton Rouge. Um, he... he he was committed to a smaller school, decommitted late in the process. At that point, his best opportunity was Arizona State. Went there this year, started every game as a freshman at shortstop, hit 317, had a great year, a great freshman year. Well, he jumped into the portal today, the last day to enter the portal. And the sort of most common sense destination is LSU. I mean, he grew up in Baton Rouge. He grew up an LSU fan. Um it was just late in the process a year ago, and there, there wasn't a spot for him. And the same is true for all the other SEC schools. He, he didn't have an opportunity with an SEC school. Well, he goes and has the year he did this last year at, at Arizona State. They're lining up for him. I mean, and I've told you that Tennessee, where Maui Ahuna just went into the draft, and Ole Miss, where Jacob Gonzalez was just a first-round pick, those spots make great sense, as does LSU, because you saw Jordan Thompson leaving, so there's a vacancy. But the thing i got to remind you is, and this is why it's tricky for LSU and for Jay Johnson. You've got Gavin Guidry, who, as, as great as he was on the mound for LSU this year, and who I think will continue to pitch. There, look, he's, you know, but he's, he's playing for the Baton Rouge Rougarou in the, the, collegiate, the Texas Summer League um, right here in Baton Rouge in the Wooden Bat League. He's playing. He's playing in the infield. Like that's to get him ex- experience playing game action in the infield. But I'm telling you, they're gonna bu- they're gonna try to bulk him up and take his 90 91 and make it 94 95 is what they're gonna try to do on the mound while he's gonna be a two way guy. But Kidry Kidry passed on two million dollars last year. He turned down on two different teams seven figure signing bonuses as a shortstop a year ago to come to LSU to be a middle infielder. You brought Michael Braswell in via the transfer portal from South Carolina. The bat isn't there or hasn't been there at South Carolina. The glove is is much better. He's a he's a a high end defensive middle infielder. So on top of that, you get Stephen Milam coming in, who we just talked to, who passed on the draft to come to school, and you've still got Ben DePolt, who's a, a good defensive option as a middle infielder as well. So if you're Jay Johnson. Like, would you love to have Luke Hill on this team? Absolutely. Luke Hill would be a starter for you. My, my opinion is Luke Hill would be your shortstop and Gavin Guidry would be your second baseman. I Like, if all of those things happen, that's how I think it would play out. But I don't know how you take Hill and expect everyone else to stay. Like, if you take Hill, does Guidry leave? If you take Hill, what do you do with Braswell, who's a guy that you brought in from the portal saying you're the guy we're taking as a middle infielder out of the portal? So at some point, I think you also have to realize, well, yes, of course, man, the, the portal is going to be something that you you utilize as a tool to, to build your roster, and it's been massively beneficial for LSU. Tommy White last year, Paul Skeens, of course. The year before, you look at guys like Jacob Berry and Tyler McManus. I mean, what was your team without those guys? 
Eric Razelman, Paul Gervais. Of course, you needed the transfer portal. Well, at the same time, if you're going to recruit all these high-level high school players and get them to campus, at some point, you got to let them play. you got to trust those guys that you recruited here. Um, so it's, it's the, the most obvious choice uh, for Luke Hill is LSU. I mean, it's it it just makes so much sense. I think he would be I mean, he would be your starting shortstop next year, and you're probably hitting somewhere in in the at or near the top of your lineup. But do you have a spot for him? Is the is the the tricky part? So, and I'm telling you, you heard him say it. He he wants he's leaving Arizona State primarily because he wants to be closer to home. His, his mom only got to see him play maybe one or two games last year. His dad went out there a couple times. Grandparents didn't get to see him at all. He wants to be closer to home. Well, home's Baton Rouge. Well, what's close to Baton Rouge? Ole Miss. So SEC SEC schools is the answer. So Ole Miss and Tennessee make the most sense, y'all. Uh, if it's not LSU. So it's almost like that kid's either going to join your team or you're going to be playing against him for the next two years. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on it all. All right, it's after further review. Thursday show is brought to you by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anthagen Clinics of Louisiana. Uh, let me now get a quick break. We'll get to Otter Locks in about 15 minutes from right now. Come back and uh, talk a little who that. Stay here. It's AFR. AFR. Brought to you by New Orleans Flooring. Y'all get on by and see Big Sean. Go see Terrell over at New Orleans Flooring. I love telling you about New Orleans Flooring, but you can find out for yourself what I tell you every single day. Look at New Orleans Flooring. They have inventory in stock and up to 50% off of retail. But I want to stress, this isn't just like a discount flooring store. They have all of the high-level flooring products. They have the, the, the good, better, and best options of all the flooring products you'd buy anywhere else, and they're the exclusive strong-built floor dealer in Baton Rouge. So they're going to give you great quality products. They're just going to be able to discount it because they cut out the middleman. At New Orleans Flooring, they got more than a million square foot of inventory in stock. If you're a contractor, you could go there today, buy today, and take it with you today to the job site. So it's going to save you money on the front end and with efficiency. It's New Orleans Flooring. Get to nolaflooring.com. Metairie and Airline Highway in Prairieville. New Orleans Flooring. After further review with Matt Moscona, presented by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinics of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, and online at theantiagingclinics.com. Cutco Roofing brings you live coverage of the 2023 SEC Football Media Days Monday, July 17th through Thursday, July 20th. Find highlights from the week on the 104.5 ESPN YouTube channel. Our coverage is also brought to you locally by Rev Business and Relief Windows. All right, we'll be there on Monday and looking forward to it. Of course, presented by Hudco Roofing and HudcoRoofing.com. Our SEC Football Media Day's coverage live from Radio Row. We'll be at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville on Monday. Brian Kelly and the Tigers do take their turn on Monday. Of course, you know, it's Brian Kelly, uh, Jaden Daniels. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm blanking. I know, it, I know it's the three. Uh, Makai Wingo and um, I'm blanking. Who's the third guy they're taking? Josh Williams. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Just shout it out. Um, yeah, Josh Williams is the third they're, that they're taking. So 
On Monday, LSU will take their turn at the podium, and uh, we'll have all the coverage for you all four days at SEC Football Media Days, presented by Hudco Roofing, hudcoroofing.com, and also uh, courtesy of our friends at Rev Business and Relief Windows. All right, um, it is after further review. We're glad to have you hanging out with us here. Uh, by the way, I saw this earlier today. Hat tip. Lance Moore uh, was, I guess, does a podcast for Boot Crew Media, and he had Jonathan Vilma on the podcast as a guest. And they spent, I guess, about 45 minutes together on the show, and it was interesting because they were taking some questions at the end, and Lance Moore asked Jonathan Vilma the best Saints team, and here's what uh, the former Saint linebacker had to say. 2011. Okay, thank you. Bro, we, we, we had, you know, to be very frank for everyone that, that's watching us, we felt like, that season was a disappointment when we lost, especially the way we lost to San Francisco. Like we were supposed to run all the way back to the Super Bowl. Like that one, it still hurts to this day. When I think about that season, like I don't think about that season as a success. All the records you guys broke offensively, we were humming on defense. And then we just literally to bed with like a minute left in the damn game. And God knows how we let Alex Smith score a touchdown on us just uh just don't remind me man don't remind me but that team was that was it wasn't even close to be honest that that 11 team was way better than our 019 it's just another example of it doesn't matter how great you are if you don't win the last game uh 2011 lsu the 73 win golden state warriors the 2001 mariners who won 116 games people forget that's the team that won the most games in the history of major league baseball in the regular season 01 mariners won 116 games doesn't matter nobody remembers it uh, and unfortunately for the 2011 saints it's the same thing it was the it was the best offense in the history of the nfl uh, win the last one um that's why this LSU baseball team finishing the job in Omaha was so was so important. That's how you'll be remembered. Because unfortunately for a lot of teams that didn't get to Omaha and, and win the last one, you're forgotten. Um, it's after further review. Uh, this was interesting today. Um, a lot of sports books have updated odds for the uh, favorite to finish with the fewest wins this year in the NFL. And Arizona is the prohibitive favorite to be the worst team in the league. Uh, Arizona at plus 225, the favorite to finish the regular season with the fewest wins. Next is Tampa Bay at plus 850, and then Houston at plus 900. The thing to keep in mind there, of course, is that Arizona also has Houston's first-round pick next year because of the C.J. Stroud trade. So Arizona, not only if they have the worst record, could very well have two of the top three picks in the draft because they have Houston's pick as well, if it all plays out that way. So something worth filing away. But, you know, from, from our perspective, I look at this and I see Tampa Bay at plus 850 to have the worst record in the league. And I think it's easy to laugh at Tampa Bay because they're fire sailing their team and Tom Brady retired and all of their veterans are going to be gone. And they're, I don't want to say tanking, but my goodness, they're going into this season with Baker Mayfield and Kyle trash as their starting quarterback options. Like they're tanking. And so it's easy to point and laugh. And I'm sure I will as the season goes along, but Tampa did exactly what they were aiming to do. 
They brought in Tom Brady. They won their Super Bowl. And now they're hitting the reset button. And I think it's much easier organizationally to stomach hitting the reset button when you won the championship, when you achieved the goal that you were trying to achieve. I give the example all the time about the Miami Heat. Look at a different sport. When my when the Miami Heat traded for Shaq and they won the 06 title, it was okay that they stunk until LeBron showed up in 2010-2011 because they achieved their goal. They won their title. They gave up assets to do it. They stunk for a while, and they got good again later. Tampa's trying to do the same thing. They mortgaged their future to win now with Brady. They got their Super Bowl. They're going to stink now, but they're going to have the option this year to draft either Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever they covet at the top of the draft. You know, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is if if Arizona does end up with the first pick, remember, Arizona paid Kyler Murray. They broke him off. Five-year, $230 million. So Arizona may end up with the first pick, but may not take Caleb Williams. I mean, they're financially committed to, to, to Kyler Murray anyway. So my point is, if we're laughing at Tampa here, because they're tanking and they're going to be terrible, remember what they're looking at, potentially. I mean, there's a real possibility that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers end up with Caleb Williams. If they end up with the number one pick and end up with Caleb Williams, they've got their franchise quarterback. Meanwhile, Carolina just traded up in the draft to get Bryce Young at number one overall. They've got their franchise quarterback. Now, I don't know if Atlanta has their franchise quarterback in the NFC South with Desmond Ritter. Maybe. We'll find out this year. And if not, they'll stink, and they'll probably draft another quarterback. And this is a good year to draft another quarterback because, as we've said, this could be the deepest quarterback year that we've seen in the draft in a decade, at least. Maybe longer. And then there's the Saints. You got Derek Carr, but I'll keep underlining it. How good do you feel about Derek Carr and his ability to win a championship? Maybe a better way to ask the question is, if you're a Saints fan, the day before you signed Derek Carr, did you think Derek Carr made the Raiders a championship contender? That's probably a better way to say it. Because now that he's your guy, it's easier to look and say, yep, he can do it. Derek Carr. Did you actually believe that when he was with the Raiders? My guess is no, you didn't. Could Bryce Young be a championship quarterback? If Tampa ends up with Caleb Williams or Drake May, could they be? Yeah, could. Could, by the way. I'm granting you. Could. Big, bold letters, underscore, exclamation. Could they be? Could they be Patrick Mahomes? Could they be Joe Burrow? Could they be Justin Herbert, Josh Allen? MVP caliber quarterback, winning a league title, getting you to, to a Super Bowl? Could they? Sure. Can Derek Carr be that? You better get your licks in this year. Well, the division stinks because 
Tampa's trying to lose, and they're going to lose a lot. But I think they're going to get better in a hurry after next year's draft. Atlanta, I think they just stink either way. Carolina had the same record as you did last year, beat you twice, and they got their franchise. Just underscoring the point. Yeah. Saints are favored to win a bad division. And, and they should win a bad division this year. But you better make your, your deep playoff run this year or next. The, the run that you've been waiting to make all throughout the, the remainder of, of Drew Brees' time in New Orleans that you haven't made. The run that Tampa made with Tom Brady. The run Miami made with Shaq. The run the Broncos made with Peyton Manning. It makes the lean years much easier when you go look at the shiny thing in the trophy case, which the Saints don't have. Of course, they have 09. Don't misunderstand me. Of this era, of the, the win now era. Can Derek Carr get you there? I'll still laugh at Tampa this year. All right, we're brought to you by DraftKings. Been a great partnership with DraftKings here on AFR. DraftKings always offering great deals in so many different sports, and they want new customers to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. So today, on a day where, of course, the MLB is just getting ready to start the second half of the season, got NBA Summer League on TV right now, no matter what your favorite sport is, what you'd like to wager on, or think you might like to wager on, you can do it at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and our friends at DraftKings are giving you an opportunity to get in and get busy. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you're a new customer, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code Baton Rouge. Bet just $5 on anything. Bet just $5 on anything with the code Baton Rouge. They'll give you $150 in bonus bets instantly. You've heard us talk about this promotion before. It's here now. Take advantage of it before football season starts. Start to maybe build up your account there at DraftKings so you can have some real fun when football season starts. At the DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, Existing customers, everybody can opt in to same game parlays. Just opt in when you get into the app. You just slide the op, the opt-in tab. And then you can combine bets for an even, even bigger payout. And the more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code Baton Rouge. Do you not have the disclaimer? Yeah. If you have it. All right. Forgive me, then. I'm going to have to go search for the disclaimer here and read it. Uh, my apologies, everybody. Uh, here we go. I legally have to read the disclaimer, so I'm going to do it. Just give me a second while I pull it up. Uh, 21 and older, physically present in Louisiana, select Paris's only bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball. Terms, Lacey Parter, Golden Luggage, Lake Charles, gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Okay, um, it's after further review. One thing left to do. Uh, Jimmy Ott's going to join us for a little Otter Locks to find out what we're betting on tonight. It's been a really good show, so if you missed anything, you can catch it on demand. Again, Luke Hill was with us at the start of hour number two. Stephen Milam, LSU baseball commit, just uh, a bit ago. And uh, we opened the show today, if you missed it, uh, talking about Ed Ogeron, who... The story yesterday became that Ed Ogeron was interested in the Northwestern job up in, in Evanston, Illinois. Well, hat tip Sheldon Mickles of The Advocate caught up with Ed Ogeron in Natchitoches, and Ed said not only is he not interested in that job, he's retired. He has no interest in ever coaching again. So uh, I, I gave some perspective on Ed Ogeron's career if he is, in fact, calling it a career and hanging up a whistle forever. And I, don't know, I take my actually surprise some of you. 
All right, it's after further review. We'll knock out a final break of the show. Do Otter Locks next. Stay far. AFR. Buying or selling commercial or residential, need a realtor, you need Darren James. Give him a call. I'm going to give you Darren's cell phone number. Call Darren right now. Text him right now. You'll be amazed at how responsive Darren James is. As a matter of fact, I tell you all that sometimes. Some of you take me up on it. You take the number and you text Darren and you're like, hey, Darren, Matt just said to text you and say hi just to see how quick you reply. And he inevitably always replies right back because that's just what Darren does. <laughs> 335-7666, 335-7666, or agent225.com. You see, it's providing an extraordinary level of customer service. It's securing extraordinary results for your clients. How Darren James ends up on the Wall Street Journal's list of the top 1,000 realtors in America. Number 54 in the country on the list this year. How? Because of that extraordinary attention to detail, level of customer service, care about his clients. It's Darren James. Visit him online at agent225.com. Think real estate. Think Darren James. After further review with Matt Moscona, presented by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinics of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, and online at theantiagingclinics.com. Down the stretch, we come final segment here on a Thursday edition of AFR. One thing left to do is find out what we're betting on tonight. Time for Otter Locks. Otter Locks, presented by Lofton Staffing Services. At Lofton, we put people to work. Call us today at 924-0200 or go to lofton.jobs. So we turn to the one and only, the incomparable and of an incomprehensible, for the final time in quite some time, the Ott father himself, Jimmy Ott. Otter, how are you? How you doing, Matthew? Well, I'm good. Uh, I know tomorrow's Friday, so we don't have you on Fridays. And then uh, next week, I'll be at uh, SEC Media Days. And then next Friday, you're leaving for Del Mar. And so you'll be gone for like three months, you know, (laughs) talking to profane waitresses and uh, completely ignoring baseball and throwing out terrible bets that we're not going to use. So, uh, you know, you and I aren't going to talk for a while. It was... was, you know, we, we, we tried it. it. It did not go well. Um, I was a little bit out of my element. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just, it's just, it's just too pleasant, man. Delmar is just too pleasant, too many beautiful people. And I just, yeah. I cannot concentrate, man. I, you know, we tried it, but I just can't do it. So, you know, we'll leave you with this one. It's a very limited schedule. And my gosh, come on, Sabalenka. Up a set up four two. Finish it off. She just <laughs> fell apart today. <laughs> to kill to kill our uh Wait, our, did she uh, lose? Parlor. She lost. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. In game in 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 game in game minus five eighty. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yes. So we we go to uh, oh, so, no. uh, change of pace, change of pace. What do we have on the schedule tonight? Well, we exhausted our efforts and we did a little oh, a little easy one with the uh, the WNBA last night. But what we have tonight is a CFL doozy. Oh no! The, what are you talking about? The one and three Hamilton Tiger Cats visit the zero oh and five Edmonton Elks. You Matt, are such a degenerate. Ed, I love it so Ed, much. <laughs> Edmonton, okay. Edmonton has lost 19 home games in a row okay. and are favored by a point. Okay. What do we call that? Uh, it's a stinky line. Yes. Yeah, square bait, jump bait, you name it. I mean, 
13 in a row at home. They've lost. They're 0-5. They're the lowest-scoring team in the, in the league. Give me the elk, baby. <laughs> Edmonton tonight. <laughs> Um, so we're laying the point. We're laying the point. Yeah. We're laying the point. Prime time. I'm, I'm CBS Sports edge. Channel. CBS Sports Channel. Eight o'clock. Just like old Monday Night Football. Traditional start oh, time. Eight man. o'clock tonight. Get the popcorn. Get the whole family. You know what? Get down on the CFL. One minute Edmonton remaining. Health. You know what? I'm getting weird. I'm doing it, Otter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chug some beers tonight. I'm taking off my shirt. I might jump in the pool if the Tiger Cats get this. I'm sorry, the Elks get this look, done. Get it get, done, put, Elks. Put, put Drew in the green and gold, baby. Let's go. You know, let's go, Drew. Bring home the Elks. It used to be called the Eskimos. I guess they were so bad they just gave up their name. But they're the Elks. The Edmonton Elks. God bless America. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're betting CFL yesterday. We did a parlay with women's Wimbledon and the WNBA Aces. Today I've got the Edmonton Elks. Only yes. the Otter. Have fun at Del Mar. We'll catch you when you get back. Thank you, Matt. All right. Be well. That's Jimmy Ott. Uh, Alondra Pauly, I appreciate it. Uh, live at lunch with Jimmy Ott uh, and Hanny, but Hanny's on vacation. So uh, anyway, God bless. We got one more show before I head to Nashville. Terrio's back tomorrow. We'll see you then. It's AFR. AFR. As we get on down the road, remind you about Relief Windows and ReliefWindows.com. Energy efficient replacement windows, beautiful entry doors, hardy plank and vinyl siding. They do it all over at Relief Windows. You know, it's funny when you talk about relief, think about getting relief from high energy bills. Everybody's experiencing it right now. We're, it's as hot as it always is in the summer. It's unseasonably hot with air temperatures of 100 degrees and heat index north of 110. You want to lower your energy bills? Here's a way to do it. Call Brandon Holly. Call Relief Windows. They'll measure twice, install once. You'll have an exceptional customer service experience. When they leave, it's like they were never there before. They always clean up after themselves. They're friendly in your home. They're just going to treat you exceptionally well. And you're going to make your home more energy efficient. It'll lower your energy bills and times the windows will pay for themselves. Relief Windows and online at reliefwindows.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.